to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Understanding the place for God relationships. Now, remember, what we're discussing is a person securing what God has given them. And I'm telling you that there's a place for godly relationships. Now, I'm not talking about that relationship that you think I'm talking about. (laughs) Though, (laughs) if that kind of relationship is present in your life, it better be godly. It better be godly. Otherwise, it may prove, it may be found wanting. It may be found wanting. Do you know that relationships can have an effect on a lot of spiritual matters? Let me give you an example. And I'll start from one of the highest, if not the highest form of human relationship. Can I use marriage as an example? Are you sure you want me to use it? Okay, let's go. Since you insisted. I hear people like such things. Hebrews chapter number, th- no, First Peter chapter number 3. First Peter chapter number 3 and verse 7. So f- one thing that I found interesting about the way the Apostle Paul would write, and this, this is not Apostle Paul though, this is Peter, but you see it's similar with Paul and other writers in the Bible. When it came to topics like marriage, they never just addressed one party. Some of the most unbalanced teachings we have today are because the teaching is always addressed from one lens and yet ignores the other. If you wanted to know. So, he spent, six, he spent a few verses earlier addressing the women And then now he addresses the men. Now whether what was addressed to the men or to the women is shorter is not for me to analyze. I don't know which one was shorter. (laughs) And then he says something. He says, husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding. Now, the first thing that you see there is that men in that in the marriage context I'll I'll come to this context but one thing that you see there is that men in the marriage context should actually try and study their wives because scripturally it seems you need to understand and so to understand may take some effort at least put A for effort (laughs) (laughs) I know the spelling And it says, dwell with them with understanding. Then it says, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life. Now, what he's explaining here is that physically and especially physically and even 
from the legal perspective in that day, the wife may have not has had as much strength as the man, but in the spirit, they were both co-heirs before God. Then he says something, that your prayers may not be hindered. Wait. Meaning, <laughs> there are certain prayers that won't be answered because of the way somebody is treating their wife. So relationships can actually influence godliness. Now, how do you think about it? Even in these, like, even in those which have not reached uh, the marital stage, um, by the time you're going to bed, this side you've left someone crying like this and you've told them they can just do whatever they want after you're a tough person. Then afterwards, you're even going to pray and lift up holy hands and say, oh Lord, just speak to me tonight. What do you think he's going to speak to you about? Let me not dwell on that topic. Why are people quiet? Now, healthy relationships, now this includes friendships, it includes all those things, are very necessary when it comes to securing what is yours. Let's look at Matthew 18, verse 19. Follow me. It will make sense as we keep going. By the way, I hope I've given you some wisdom somewhere there. Those issues for me, I just like fighting. Okay, these things become boring when you're not arguing. Okay. <laughs> I can have a serious effect on your prayer life. Even staying in something toxic can have a serious effect on your prayer life. Even um, um, getting married to the wrong person can have a serious effect on your prayer life. As a matter of fact, here I can say it. Um, some of the saddest things I've seen before is to see a person two, three years after they're married and you can tell there's nothing else in their life. They've lost all sense of purpose, lost all sense of destiny, and there's nothing you can say about it. Again, I say to you, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Uh-huh. Next verse. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Now, we see something interesting here, ladies and gentlemen, that God recognizes when two people decide to touch, to join, and agree concerning a matter. And it seems to me that in that moment where they are agreeing, it becomes a church service. I'll use the word church service here. Let me tell you what, what, what I mean. Uh, let me have two random people. Okay. We have one... <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me have two more. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I want us to just imagine this, right? I want us to imagine the two gentlemen. It's, it's really just for purposes of illustration. The ladies for now just be somewhere on this side. And I want you to imagine... Uh, let's say one, the economy has been hard, and then two, uh, these are just random gentlemen and issues of life are just coming up. And then gentlemen decide, you know what, uh, we need to talk, let's go meet in a bar, right? And they've gone to a bar and they're exchanging drinks and they're just discussing how hard life is. No, say that goza, this, 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 this. Can you even marry a proper girl in Lusaka? Lusaka, there's no girl. 
The other one is saying, can you even get a job with this economy? Can you this, 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 this? Now, at that point, the two are agreeing over a matter. Now, my question is this. Who's there in their midst? Because when people agree over a heavenly matter, the Lord Jesus comes. Now, <laughs> now, when people are agreeing over other matters, now, and here, no, let me use this one because I've heard it said a lot. Um, I hear a lot of nonsense statements about you can't marry in Lusaka and ABCD. And here's a person in Lusaka. And, they, they, and it's shocking them that they keep meeting the same kind of people always. What have you been uttering with your mouth? Who's been agreeing with you? And, and, and this applies in so many areas. Like, you meet just to discuss how, if anyone is, no one can pass this exam. This exam, this exam, no one can pass. It's not possible for anyone to pass this exam. Not possible. This exam, that lecturer is just a bad person. He hates me, he hates you, he hates your father, and all those kind of things. It's just a bad person. No one will ever pass these exams ever. And then the paper comes and you're shocked that you go blank. What are you agreeing with? <laughs> okay. You guys take your seats. Now, on the other hand, you find here are two young virtuous ladies. No, come, 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 come. And then they've observed that there are a few challenges with the economy. And then they've noticed they're both in third year and sooner rather than later they'll need to get a bit more involved in the economic world. And they decide, maybe they've met, and I don't know what young ladies do when they, when they meet, maybe they're watching Barbie. <laughs> so is that what happens? <laughs> or they're watching co Korean drama, Gujumpyo, uh, and yeah. Perhaps they've watched one episode and then one of them has brought up the topic, you know, of late I was looking at the statistics, there's this number of unemployed people and the like, and then the other one says, ah, but as for me, my story is like this. And the other one says, and, and you do some action, the other one says, you know what, let's agree over this matter. That for you and I, our case is different. And then they join hands, join hands, and they take just five minutes to agree over the matter. What happens is this, at that point, go back, when you, whenever you see, before you go back, verse 20, whenever you see the word for in the Bible, it's almost as if you're using the word because. So usually you're supposed to read what has happened, it's like a cause effect. It's like the scripture for, I know the plans I have for you. To understand that scripture, you have to read the verses before, you know that? Because the verses before, the people were being told to like be dwanzi because uh, they were going to go back to Israel. Then God said, no, build houses, marry wives, do this, for I know the plans I have for you. So it was actually a call to action, not a call to sitting. So, so that's how you understand it. Okay? So now, it says for, so meaning this is, there is a cause-effect relationship. So let's look at verse 19 now. Verse 19 says, Again, I say to you that if two of you, the two have met, agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it doesn't say if they agree during a church service, they don't say if they agree during a dominion line, they don't say if they agree uh, during five minutes of intercession. It doesn't say that. It's, it, it doesn't actually tell. The only location it gives us is a place called earth. <laughs> concerning anything they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven now why will it be done for them the relationship now comes in next verse verse 20 for where two or three are gathered together in my name I'm there in the midst of them the moment the conversation switches into that kind of conversation it's no longer just an ordinary moment it's now holy ground do you know holy ground is determined by who is there what do you think listen what do you think made the ground holy in the book of exodus it was the presence of god look at joshua let me just show you something about holy ground holy ground is determined by who is there i was reading this verse just yesterday 
Joshua chapter number 5. Look at verse 10. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. Uh -huh. Let's go on. And they ate of the produce of the land, and the day after the Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. By the way, if you're going to be very, very smart, the very next verse, this one, verse 12, will make you recollect what I taught last week. Let's see if someone will have a eureka moment. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land. Do we get it? They used to have manna every day. It used to drop from heaven. Then finally they were now in a land and that land was now producing. Then the manna ceased. So the method changes. The manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate food of the land of Canaan that year. It doesn't have to always be the same way. The method may change. That's a topic for another day. Verse 13. Look at this. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said, are you for us or our adversaries? God, the man replied. Uh -uh, this, uh, this version doesn't do it justice. Give me the KJV. Sometimes, uh -uh, sometimes man. These modern words don't do it justice. Verse 14. And he said, Nay. <laughs> if I did they ask, Are you for them or for us? Nay. <laughs> and then he says, But as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship. And said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? Now, by the way, if you're going to do your biblical theology, there's, there are arguments here. And the argument is, who was this? Like, who was he? Was it an angel? If it was an angel, how come he didn't do what the angel in Revelations did when, when he was in Revelations, when John tried to worship the angel, the angel said, Leave me alone. How come him? So you all know who he was? The captain of the host of the Lord. So let's go to the next verse. <laughs> verse 15. What did he say? And the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. What made that place holy? The presence of the captain of the Lord's host. So the moment the two sit to agree, immediately he's there, in their, he's there in their midst. Now he's always with us, but this seems to be an emphasis. It's like they're now in a service, they're now agreeing, the three of them, and the threefold cord cannot be broken. At that very moment, it becomes a special moment. The day you realize that, you realize that it matters who you keep as your company. Because you can have a special moment with God anytime. Please take your seats. Turn to your neighbor. When was the last time you just agreed with someone over a matter? Just agreed. Like, let's just agree over this matter. It says one can take a thousand, two can put ten thousand to flight. Now, I taught once on a sermon called Guard It. And one of the things that I must mention is, do you know that the wrong conversations can rob you of what is yours? Okay, let me give you an example. How do you think people bewitch each other? Okay. 
Galatians chapter 4 and verse 1. Galatia chapter 4 and verse 1. 3 verse 1. All foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Matthew chapter 16. Give me verse. Then Peter, no, let's start from verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Now, when it says from that time, it means there's something that preceded this, right? So what preceded this? If you remember, it was a time when Jesus asked, who do men say that I am? And then Peter responded, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And so he says, okay, look, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my father in heaven, and I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. So now, with them now having understanding that this is the Messiah, he's the Christ, the very next conversation is he, began, he begins to show them what's going to happen to him. And now what's going to happen to him is manifestation of the destiny of the Christ. In short, it shouldn't shock the disciples that the Christ will have to suffer if they've read their Isaiah 53. Is somebody following me? He began to show them his destiny. And then look at what happened. Verse 22. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. Why do you think Peter rebuked him like that? You know what I think? I think he cared. I think he was very emotionally attached to the Lord Jesus. And interestingly, Satan took advantage of that. Because in expressing his care, he was talking Jesus out of his destiny. In short, in expressing his care, Frederick wouldn't have been saved. <laughs> he says, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. Next verse. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. He recognized that same battle he was fighting in Luke 4, where it says Satan left him for an opportune time. Satan took advantage of Peter's emotions and came to him. And he said, get behind me, Satan. And then look at the words he said, you are an offense to me. For you are mindful, you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. The easiest way to be talked out of destiny is when you listen to people who are only mindful of the things of men. They are not mindful of the things of God. Those are the worst company to keep around. I'll say that again. The easiest way to be talked out of destiny. If I listened to people who are mindful of the things of men, you would not have your pastor right now. You will not have city of the Lord Church right now. That's why when you're going to people for life advice, hear from people who are not just mindful of the things of men, but mindful of the things of God. Because those who are mindful only of the things of men, sooner rather than later, Satan can take an opportunity and use their mouth to talk you out of your destiny. Listen, I know some of the stuff I'm saying is a bit frank, but have you ever had a moment where there's one conversation that just made you doubt everything God has ever said about you. And sometimes it might be from somebody who cares. One conversation and you're just off. 
Have you ever just met those people who are just, for example, there are those who are just negative about the church. The problem with the church today, you know, the pro- that's why there can't be in any church. The problem with the church today, oh, let me show you this scandal, yeah, then there's this scandal, yeah, then there's this, ah, my God. And then by the time you're done, the moment you're finishing, or maybe some person thinks they're making sense and they write some stupid article about how 90% of Christians who spend their time at church are unproductive at the workplace. And I'm not so certain where they got their research sample from, how they analyzed who are the believers. And, because either the believers I know. I don't know if you're getting my point. And then I don't know. They've never, most people talk that I've never pastored. They've never pastored. I, can, I, know they've, I know they've never pastored. You know why? The day you pastor, you know one thing you realize? People have energy. They need something to do. If they've got nothing to do at church, they'll go for all these stupid concerts where their phones are being stolen. (laughs) By the way, if you hear me use a strong word, it's because I don't want you to go to those places. To do what? They've got nothing to do. I I, I don't know. It's very rare. Like one of the things I, I rarely have to deal with at COL is a case where I have to tell people, don't go to that meeting. That person is a false teacher. COL people, we've got a lot to do. We've got schedule everything now. Now imagine someone listens to that advice and they find themselves around such people. And then five minutes later, their department head is calling, saying, why aren't you at setup? How do you think they'll answer? Little did they know that someone has just bewitched them with words. And you know when it will make sense? One day they'll stand before God and realize they were supposed to serve. Maybe that was their day of promotion. Because in the kingdom of God, you can be promoted. What's funny is that sometimes the highest ranked people in the kingdom of God, you may not see it here. Because you may wonder, you know, like... uh, yeah, we're aware that for the meetings we have, um, okay, one of the departments at church, which is rarely talked about, is helps, right? You're aware that they actually clean the toilets, right? Like, the toilets are not, like, rebuked, like, he's the label. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, if somebody has uh, decided not to practice toilet courtesy, <laughs> They've left it in a deplorable state. Those things are not like rebuked. <laughs> and they don't die by fire. Like they're actually people who <laughs> deliberately do that. Tell me, do you, and, and, and you know that the people who are doing these things are not like, uh, it's not like they've got nothing else to do in life. And yet they're enjoying doing this stuff, right? And then you go to a normal man who can't understand spiritual things and say, oh, um, I can't come to the mall with you today. I'm going to the church to clean the toilet because we're going to have service. I want the toilets to be clean. You think they'll look at you like you're normal. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, I shared Galatians 4 because, Galatians 3, because the way that, how Paul knew that the people were bewitched is that they used to believe a certain way And then after hearing certain people, they started believing a wrong way. Some socialite can go in Zambian news and say, let's start allowing people to be prostitutes. That's bewitching a generation. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) be careful. Be careful. Since I'm teaching you wisdom, that's why I would advise you not to get into unnecessary arguments. Jesus said, don't cast precious pearls to pigs. Be careful. Are you with me? Are you following? Are you being blessed? 1 Kings 3 verse 13 verse 7. Let's start from verse 5. 1 Kings 13, verse 5. Now, uh, let's go verse 6. 
the man okay there's a man of god who came and he did one or two things this person is not mentioned by name and interestingly the word man of god was not a word that was thrown around anyhow in the scriptures i think there are only 14 uses of it i think that's why i don't use it anyhow okay for me like as me i separate someone who's gifted and who's a man of god <laughs> then the king answered and said to the man of god please entreat the favor of the lord your god and pray for me that my hand may be restored to me so the man of god entreated the lord and the king's hand was restored to him and became as before then the king said to the man of god come home with me and refresh yourself and i'll give you a reward uh-huh but the man of god said to the king if you were to give me half your house I would not go in with you. Nor would I eat bread, nor drink water in this place. Uh-huh. For so it was commanded me by the word of the Lord, saying, You shall not eat bread, nor drink water, nor return by the same way you came. So he went another way and did not return by the way he came to Bethel. Now an old prophet dwelt in Bethel. Have you heard the instruction? The instruction was God told him not to go eat. Now an old prophet dwelt in Bethel. His sons came and told him all the works. His sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. They also told their father the words which he had spoken to the king. So this old prophet clearly heard the words that the man of God said. That he was not supposed to eat. Right? Uh-huh. And their father said to them, which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of God went who came from Judah. Let's go on. Then he said to his son, saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey for him and he rode on it. And he went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. Then he said to him, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said to him, Come home with me and eat bread. But he clearly heard. Let's go. Verse 16. And he said, I cannot return with you nor go in, in with you. Neither can I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. Uh -huh. For I have been taught by the word of the Lord. You shall not eat bread, nor drink water there, nor return by, the, by going the way you came. He said to him, I too am a prophet as you are. We are all Christians. <laughs> I even used to sing in the choir. <laughs> and an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with you to your house that he may drink it bread and drink water. He was lying to him. Uh -huh. So he went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water. Uh -huh. Now it happened as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. And he cried out to the man of God who came from Judah, thus says the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the commandment which the Lord your God commanded you, but you came back, ate bread, drank water in the place which the Lord said to you, eat no bread and drink no water. Your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. So it was after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he saddled the donkey for him, the prophet who had brought back. Uh -huh. When he was gone, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his corpse was thrown on the road and the donkey stood by it and the lion also stood by the corpse. Then they went and told the old prophet, uh -huh. verse 26, and he said, when the prophet who had brought him back from the way he heard it, he said, it is a man of God who was disobedient to the word of the Lord. Therefore the Lord has delivered him to the lion which has torn him and killed him according to the word of the Lord which he spoke to him. And he spoke to his son saying, saddle the donkey for me, and they, so they saddled it. And he went, found the corpse thrown on the road, and the donkey and the lion standing by the corpse. The lion had not eaten the corpse, nor torn the donkey. And the prophet took the corpse and laid it on the donkey and brought it back and came to the city to mourn him and bury him. 
and laid the corpse and they mourned over him saying, Alas, my brother. Explain to your neighbor what my point is. I'm giving you a one-minute conversation. No, talk for one minute with your neighbor. What's my point? <laughs> Guys, I'm serious. Talk to your neighbor. What's my point there? <laughs> Some of you are looking scared. <laughs> Guys, why do you look scared? Now, listen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, maybe say this after me. Say, oh Lord, give me grace to discern who means well for me and who doesn't. Can you imagine? Listen, this person, sometimes you hear, listen, Sometimes the worst people to get advice from can be your own age mates because they can advise you out of being uh, childish. Sometimes even those who are older can advise you the wrong thing. Like in this case. That's why a person needs discernment to know who can speak over their life and who can't. Guys, not everyone should have a say. That's one thing you should be very deliberate about. Guard it. Guard it. This guy should have guarded it. This, this, guard it. Not everyone should have a say. Because everything you believe, you heard it from somewhere. Lifestyle choices, people heard them from somewhere. Not everyone should have a say over your life. Who's the committee that you go to when there's a challenge? I don't, I don't forget my point. Who can have a say over whether you go ahead and date that person or not? Who do you go to for advice? Have you noticed that when people want to make wrong decisions, there are certain people they avoid? <laughs> you find there used to be a friendship of three, and then one suddenly was too holy for them, then they start meeting the two of them, and then they discuss the other one and say, but if they, they overdo it. No, who's noticed that if for any decision you made that wasn't right, there's someone you never wanted to know. And then when, you, when, you, when it's the right decision, there are certain people that you want to know. Ladies and gentlemen, take it as you are that man of God. You've directly heard the word from the Lord. Understand that not everyone wants the best for you. One of the things you have to realize is that, look, out in, in case you don't know, some people are pure witches. I said, I've got no other words for them. Pure witches, purely wicked. There are some people who, for them, unless it's their child, unless it's their friend, unless it's them, they don't like the fact that things are going well for you, and they don't mind advising you out of a blessing. Some people have been told to resign from places they should have stayed, and the person who was advising them is laughing at them right now. Do you know that? There's some people who've re resigned from places they should have stayed, and the people who advise them to resign are laughing. Are you aware that some people have gone to places they shouldn't have gone to? And those who advise them to go are laughing. Because one of the things about jealousy is this. Sometimes, the one difference between jealousy and other emotions is that sometimes when people are jealous, they don't necessarily go far from the person. They try to be near so that they can influence that person's downfall. <laughs> you even put them on your lineup. Ladies and gentlemen, this area, be careful. Be careful. Some of my early days in the faith, I'll never forget, there was a group of ministers, and I was told there are certain conversations that would start when I'm gone. And one time I remember remaining, and I heard them 
discussing, I was scared. I was scared. Guys, we were having a meeting, we were ministering to people. And people remained discussing uh, from the people they were praying for which girl had nice lips. I'm not joking. <laughs> no, I heard it with my own two ears. I heard it with my own two ears. Let's just say there's a reason I've been able to mentor a lot of virtuous people. Certain things we had to avoid. Even from Christians. There are some Christians you should avoid. Whatever is going on between them and God, God will know how to deal with them. But there are some Christians you should avoid. Especially those who are so negative about what means a lot to you. Avoid those. Avoid them. Sometimes people wonder why, let's say, I've seen a lot of people talk about that, how sometimes when somebody leaves a church, they say, why does everyone avoid them and stuff like that. Sometimes it's the way people live and it's the things they say. Someone wouldn't want to always be with you. You're constantly speaking against their past. The person you're speaking against is the one who gives them weekly declarations. How will the declarations work? Avoid certain people. Avoid certain people. Sometimes, even certain family members. Like, just relate with them, honor them, love them, don't discuss destiny. Some of the worst advice. Where do you think most people learn how to use charms from? They don't learn from strangers in the street. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to learn to recognize when advice is bad. It can lead you astray. Okay, let me, let me calm down. Maybe I've been too... On the other hand, Matthew chapter, Acts chapter 4. I've only got three more verses for you. Do you still love me? Yes, Acts chapter 4. <laughs> Verse 20, 21. Verse 21. Being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in the in, and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Uh huh. So when they had further threatened them, this is the disciples, the apostles, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. Verse twenty three. Read it together. Uh, that's twenty two. Verse twenty three. One two three. Go. Who are your companions? Who are those that you can go back and report? You know, there's that dream. There's that dream I had. I, I may need someone to stand with me. It seemed negative. Who are those that you can go back and report? You know, there's this thing I discovered. There's this letter I've received. There's this, there's this report I've been given at the hospital. I, need, I just need, I need, you, I need you to stand with me. What, what's your view? Who are those that you can go back and report to? Not just the glories, but even a challenge. And you won't be looked down upon. You won't be seen as weak. Who are those that you can report to? Who are your companions? And it says they went back to their, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And then their companions replied, Mawe, Tuafwa. We've stopped preaching. Just stop. We care about you, Peter. Stop. Is that what they replied? Let's look at the verse. Verse 24. 
So when they heard that, what did they do? They raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them. There was an accord and they seemed to be an automatic reaction. Next verse, what happened? Who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage? <laughs> and the people plot vain things. Next verse. The kings of the earth took their stands and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and his Christ. Uh -huh. For truly against your servant. Next verse. Next verse. Now Lord, this is now their companions. Now Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your words. Uh-huh. By stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. By the way, in case you wanted to know, boldness also comes from miracles. Notice it says, give them boldness to speak your word. How? By stretching out your hand to heal. Hey. <laughs> Let's go on. And when they had prayed, the place that they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. It seems everyone got an impartation after that prayer session. My question is this. Who are your companions? Who can you go back and report a challenge to? Let's say there's a challenge in your body. Who can you go and speak to and say, my sister, I need to talk to you about something. What's going on? Okay, there's this challenge. Uh, I've taken the way of wisdom. I've been to the hospital, they've said this, and I've also been told this, 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 this. What's their reaction? What's their reaction? Who is your companion? Ask your neighbor, who's your companion? Hey, even that person you're in that relationship with, Huh? Even that person you're in that relationship with, for those who... Are there times where you can say, okay, okay, vow baby, baby aside. <laughs> I need a prayer warrior. I need... Eh? I don't forget my point. <laughs> I need somebody... No, not me also, no, baby to be fine. Uh -uh. I need somebody who will say, okay, you know what? Babyless aside, tonight. Tonight. Shaka taka ye. Bala pataka ya. Tonight we're doing prayer chain. I'm doing zero zero to zero one. Keep your phone on speaker. Not always your long calls are just talking about dollies and bunnies. Uh-uh. No, like <laughs> no, like keep your phone on speaker. I need to hear you pray. The next hour it's you leading the prayer points. I don't know if somebody's getting my point. As a matter of fact, I started with that point about marriage, right? About how if a husband and wife are arguing, their prayers are hindered. Now, first, I want you to imagine then what happens if a husband and wife can join hands and say, let's agree over this matter. <laughs> hey, I want you to imagine what will happen in your house tonight. If you and everyone in the home can say, let's agree tonight just over this, over this matter. Praise God. Let's look at two final scriptures. Acts 14. Verse 19, 2.20. You went to light. I won't lie to you. <laughs> huh? If someone has come here for their first time, I won't be surprised if they'll be the first to fill in a membership form. I said, who wouldn't want to hear such preachings? Anyways, <laughs> the Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Now, I want you to realize, these guys, when they would stone, they would stone. <laughs> For them to suppose he was dead, he was probably unconscious. Now, this is something God showed me in the year 2010. Look at the very next verse. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up. It doesn't say they prayed. It doesn't say they declared. It doesn't say they poured anointing oil. No, no, no. Who's ever noticed that there is something that happens when you're around your kind? I don't know if you're getting my point. 
you may have had a hard time but when you gather around those who are your type those who are your kind it's like the energies from them switch to you hey i said hey hey <laughs> Glory! that's why you can't afford to, to be missing church meetings Something happens when you step through those doors. Something happens when you sit next to Maggie and she's on fire. I don't know if you're hearing me. <laughs> Something happens. Something happens. Okay. <laughs> Take your seats. One more verse. Hey! <laughs> I, I don't know about you. I know if I can just be around my kind. When you're in a foreign land, and you hear somebody speaking your language. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. That's why even when you're about to go write exams, pair up. Try to hear your language. We, we know our language. <laughs> Try to put your ears. Then you hear that one say, hey, he that is born of God has overcome the world. You may know, ah, I know that language. You find, you don't even... We, we need to reach a place where you're on your flight. You're in business class. You're working on your PC towards something. Then this side you hear a person saying, an excellent man is excellent in all things. Then you're like, ah, what's your ID number? Like, which, which branch are you from? Because there's just, there's a language we have. Hey. I said in my city. Okay. <laughs> By, uh, uh, let me not get into Sunday, Samuel. This Sunday. Huh? <laughs> Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. It's our last verse. Can you imagine? This has been one of my best sermons. You know, seriously, do you have those friends? What was that time you and a friend just had a prayer session? What was that time you and a friend just worshipped together? Guys, what kind of friendship is it if you can't spend some time praying, worshipping? You send each other a few scriptures. I'm a revelations. What do you talk about? No, what do you talk about? Busy tagging each other on Facebook. XA, come see this. XA, come see this. But they don't tag each other in sermons. Okay. Malachi 3, verse 16. Friends, who, you spend, the whole time you're together, you're laughing. You're just laughing. And talking about nothing. And let's just meet and do nothing together. That's okay, but ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I hear that happen sometimes. Like someone was doing nothing at home, the other person was doing nothing as well, then they meet and do nothing. <laughs> as in they've met, hey, hey, they, they're all just on their phones doing whatever they feel like in each other's company. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. I, I want you to hear this <laughs> before I go back to that verse. I remember I shared this. I think it should have been a levy. Uh, I was watching recently. There's a, there's a clip that Pastor Daniel and Household of Faith released. I think Brother Edward or something like that. And I was watching it with my wife. And as we were watching it, I would tell my wife like the next line. Like, okay, so the pastor will say this, then he means this, and he means this. Reason being, most of what was in the clip was best out of conversations. Such that we don't even remember who said it. Is, is it me or is it him? I'm not even joking. That's why I have no issues with COO members attending 
Love Sunday, for example. In case you wanted to know, maybe just for your own sake, I'm very cautious about love about love meetings. I'm very cautious because there are a lot of opinions which are taught which I don't agree with. So I prefer where we speak the same language. But then I noticed, like, there are certain things that he started saying as though it was him, but it came from me. I think there are certain things I said saying as though it was me, but it came from him. And I've noticed that with a lot of my other friends and, and, and the like. What's my point? Do you know the glories that are shared when two godly people speak? Like if you've got a godly friend and they had a dream about something and they come, are you aware that just by virtue of participating in that conversation, grace is imparted to you? So if they dreamt they were healing the sick and they meet you and they share that dream with you, you know that impartation has come to you just like that. Especially if you, are, if, you honor, if you can honor your friends. If they tell you they've gotten a revelation about service in the house of God, just by hearing it, even you, it will happen like that. That's why I've noticed that even when it comes to, if you're a cell leader and all those department head, who's observed that usually people backslide together? Who's ever noticed people backslide together? Usually when someone stops coming to church, you find it's two people who stop coming. Or, it's three, or, there's, that, or there's that click which when one stops, the other three stop coming. People usually backslide together. Similarly, have you noticed that a lot of people grow together? Of course there are those who say, whether you're with me or you're not with me, I'm growing. <laughs> but uh, two is a party. It's better than one. It says those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. There are books that are opened. There are certain people who when they're about to have conversations, books of heaven even start being opened. Books of remembrance. Because of the, the, the quality of conversation that they have. Can heaven record some of those conversations? Ladies and gentlemen, today, what I was really trying to say is that when it comes to securing what God has given you, you must be deliberate about who are your companions, who are your friends. Certain prophetic words that you receive from the Lord, don't discuss with just about everybody. Discuss with certain people. If you notice that in certain areas your faith has gone down, try to check who have you been hanging out with? What have you been discussing? Or who haven't you been hanging out with Whenever you hang out with them, there's a way things happen. There's a way your heart is. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest blessings God has given us is the opportunity for fellowship, the opportunity for friendship. It's an area you should pray in. It's an area you should be careful about. Be careful about who speaks into your life. Don't go about just watching anyone. Be careful about who speaks into your life. You can lose something God has given you because you heard the wrong thing and believed it. Scripturally, that's bewitching. Imagine someone talked you out of your destiny. Think about that. What do you think enters a person? Someone can come tell you you're overdoing church, but before you were saved and used to go to the nightclub, they never told you you were overdoing clubbing. What's actually influencing them to say that? That's a, that's a spirit. If I was to give further wisdom, I would say if you want to maintain that, um, keep a heart that's humble, a heart that can reverence another person, and a heart that's not jealous. One of the keys Satan uses for you not to get what you're supposed to get from another person is jealousy. Because usually when you're jealous, you start despising what they have. You find most likely, let me give this example, most likely the people who go about saying marriage is not an achievement probably wanted it and haven't gotten it. So some, sometimes wisdom is not, some certain wisdom may have some points about it which are okay, 
but may not be from a pure heart, and that can pervert a person. Sometimes the pastor who can go about teaching is not about numbers, may just have struggled to have numbers. Sometimes people who may be saying it's not about prayer may just be struggling with their prayer life. I'm a pastor. One thing I'll tell you is this. Sometimes the biggest difference, like social media, the biggest difference between what people say in my inbox and what they say on their posts will shock you. Don't go about with just anything. People just don't like falling alone. People just don't like falling alone. Don't go, don't go about with just everything they say. We can give our offerings. <laughs> Father, thank you for this opportunity to give our offerings. We're grateful. Thank you. Now, in the name of Jesus, okay, give the offerings first, then I'll do the blessing. I want to bless friendships. I want to bless... You know what I want? You know the blessing I want to release tonight? I want to bless you in the area of friendships, the area of relationships, the area of <laughs> marriages and family and all that kind of stuff. That things will be fine. People shouldn't lose out on the right friendships and shouldn't enter the wrong ones. in the name of Jesus I have wisdom to start to grow to nature and to keep divine relationships upwards downwards and vertical and horizontally I have wisdom to start to keep to nurture, to grow divine relationships. Amen. The grace. <laughs> that was your blessing. I wanted you to declare that. So for those of you who may be, this is an area that deserves to be a prayer point in your life. Also, be very careful when Satan is fighting these things. Imagine all of a sudden you just wake up one day, you don't like your pastor. Now think about that, you just don't like your pastor. Lachitika. <laughs> Just wake up one day, no. The other week, he was preaching about me because in the office, I said this, and then on Sunday, he was teaching in that direction. You find the sermon plan was made six months before. <laughs> and then you find, before you told him that issue, he used to preach about those things. Should he stop preaching about those things after you've told him? <laughs> Guys, I love you Oh, I've really enjoyed sharing the word of God with you today. All right, let's have that. I'm, I'm very glad you're in my lives, eh? I've enjoyed this. Oh, my God. I enjoy having a church I can always come to and share the very deep things of God. And it doesn't scare them away. Hey! hey. The amazing grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, someone has had an issue like the, the only way I can describe it is like wobbly knees like there's a problem with your knees come to my office God bless you Oh, wow.
What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.